Hey, welcome to Cyber Misfits. I'm here again with uh, Mr. Chance Corley. Chance, say what's up. Hey guys, Chance in the house. Hey, I gotta tell you something uh, that happened yesterday. What's up? So yesterday about 11.15, I realized that I forgot to print out some documents for work, right? Mm -hmm. So in a panic, I called my husband to ask for his username and password. I figure, you know, I'll walk into the nearest building, log in real quickly, print out some documents, you know, because I really needed it. It's reasonable. Yeah. So my husband tells me that his cat card uh, was in the car, and he told me his PIN number was, you know, I shouldn't say this, but 0411. So I was like, awesome, man, this is great. So I parked the car in the nearest parking lot of the nearest facility that I saw. Mm -hmm. So I walked in through a door that was like propped open and I looked around and I saw like there was some people moving what it looks like computers mm -hmm. out of the building. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think much of it. So I continued to walk through the building. I came across a person at the front desk. She was flipping through her phone. Mm -hmm. When I walked up to her, I asked her where the nearest computers were. The security guard, the woman, sat there um, like with an assassin's glare on her phone. Like, I don't know who <laughs> like pissed her off. So I can't even imagine uh, what that person did to her. So I asked her again. I said, ma'am, where can I find a computer? She cuts me off, right? Mm -hmm. Just mad. She said, down the hall to the right. And she buzzes me in. So I walked down the hall and I walked into the first door on the right. Um, there was a, you know, those little keypads on the door to where you need to have the PIN number to walk in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like in most government buildings. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. I just stood there staring at the door for a moment, and uh, I got mad. I'm like, dang, I can't print these documents off. I turn and walk away, and this fairly attractive guy walk up to me. He scans his badge, and he puts in the code. While holding the door open, he asked me if I was married or seeing anyone. Ooh. A typical guy. <laughs> so I told him that I was happily married. So disappointed, he just walked away, right? Mm -hmm. So I walked in the door, and I sat down at the first computer I saw. I put my husband's cat card in the computer, and I put his PIN code in, 0411, right? Like what he said. So I logged into um, my company's VPN. I pulled up my email, and I was printing off the documents that I needed. But as I was doing so... I heard an alarm go off and someone came into the room. This lady who was wearing this badge, you know, because I'm perceptive at times, it said her title was Senior Information Security Officer. I thought for a second, dang, I got busted, right? That's what it sounds like. I know, right? Her name was Pauline Mitchell, it said on the badge, right? So she walked up to me and said that we had a security breach. Someone stole several computers and put a virus or some malware on the network. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm sitting here like, oh, why is she talking to me? So she said, we need to implement our incident response plan. I stared at her like super confused, right? So she looked at me, and I guess she saw my uh, confusion, and she looked at my chest and around my neck, and she asked me where my badge was. Mm, so that now, sounds like things are going downhill. Yeah, so now I'm like, man, I'm busted. So I tell her that I don't have one. So she told me to stay there for a moment. In a panic, I ran and grabbed the documents off the freaking printer, and I ran towards the nearest door um, that was closer to where I parked at. Mm -hmm. So I ran out the door, hopped in the car, 
and drove off. Like, cause for one, I didn't want to run into that disgruntled security guard again. <laughs> so I made a mad dash home. And then as I was driving, I forgot that you know I didn't log off the computer. Right. Oh wow. So I'm like, I'm not thinking of it. Uh, it will time out or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I drove home and I was telling my husband about what happened. But I kind of danced around the idea that, or, you know, to, I didn't want him to know that I freaking forgot to log off, right? Thinking, oh. <laughs> well, I was thinking that was the worst of my issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got home, you know, I'm just chilling. I told him about it, whatever. But less than an hour, right? I heard helicopters over my house. I ran to the window to see what was going on, and I saw the FBI. It was in my driveway, and they were starting to surround the house. Oh, my goodness. I started to wonder what building did I walk into, right? And if they thought that I had something to do with those people that was carrying the computers out the building, because I didn't, mm-hmm. um, they're at my door, right? So I heard them, like, you know kind of talking about a plan of action for like busting the door down. Oh my goodness. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my freaking goodness. The only thing I did was just use my husband's cat card, right? So the next thing I know, they bust the door open. And guess what? What happened? Then I woke up. Oh. It was a dream. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was at the edge of my seat wondering what, what, why are you still here even talking to me and not in a maximum security prison? <laughs> I know. Right, oh, but man. as I, when I woke up, I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, my dream was revealing a whole bunch of security issues that I think that we should talk about physical security. There are so many things that were, went wrong there, you know. I think starting with your husband giving you his uh, his military cat card in the first place, exactly. Not only that, but the pen too, mm. you know. But so, you know, I know FIPS 140 2 talks about physical security. Um, so I'm just going to touch on the stuff that was in the dream, right? Okay. So when I walk up to the building, it was propped open, you know, which it should not be propped open for the fact that even if you are carrying a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. you're supposed to still close the door so whoever is authorized to come in can, you know, do the proper checks and get, you know. You know, so like with the front door, was it was it uh, some, was it a front door with a badge access or, you know, some sort of pin? It was it, definitely it was a security a, door yes, without it, a doubt. It was, it was a badge door and a pen. You have to scan your badge and then put the pen on. Mm. And just it, propped wide it, open. It was propped open. Mm. And then another thing was the security guard. Not only did she not validate who I was or see if I worked in the building, they didn't even make eye contact and just told me where to go and just bust me in like it was no big deal. <laughs> it sounds like she was having a real bad day if yeah. she was able just to forget about her her actual job of being a security officer. Yeah, she was just like bumping. I'm mad at this person on this phone. This is all I care about right now. Mm. So then up to the door that I walked into, obviously it was a very secure door, you know. Uh, so, and the guy just let me in like it was no big deal. You know, I guess a pretty face can take you pretty far, huh? I guess so. You know, so, I mean, the thing is, it's, it sounds like they had all the proper things in place. The issue I see um, also is hiring the right people or making sure that people know like what they're supposed to be doing, you know. So. You know, it's been my experience that uh, 
you know, as far as implementing uh, security systems, you know, in the range of, of IT or, or just uh, general security uh, as a whole, a lot of people forget the human factor in that security, uh, you know, that, that security formula, you know. So I, th I think that's very important for people, just like you said, you know, to actually hire the right people and, and to give the, the right training, you know, to, to maintain the security system in place, you know. Exactly. I mean, everything was there, you know. So, you know, also the other thing was, was the computers that were leaving the facility that I saw when I was walking up, right? So I guess those were the people who did the really wrong thing, but... You know, but it's really easy for, you know, people just to not be aware, you know, especially in, in a, uh, a security building like that. I think a lot of people, you know, they, they feel like, well, you know, I'm in this building, so everything in this building that's happening, you know, is happening for a purpose. You know, or they just think, you know, it's not their business, it's not their concern. So seeing people walking around, you know, in, in that building, you know, may not throw a lot of flags up to some people because they'll just assume like, oh, you know, that's that's supposed to happen. But uh, but yeah, it definitely sounds like, you know, people were, you know, there is a lapse of, of just being vigilant, you know. Yeah, or people think, you know, that's not on my pay grade. I oh, mean, yeah. how many times you heard that? Like, I'm not going to question what's going on. I don't get paid enough for that. Too many times to count. Exactly. So that was that was nuts. And, uh, but, you know, when you're in the room and you logged in, you know, uh, with the cat card and you're starting to print your stuff out, you mentioned that a security officer walked in and questioned you. Well, she walked in and she told me that they had an incident mm -hmm. and, you know, they're implementing their incident response plan, which is cool, you know, um, which, in my opinion, I can't stand it when people are reactive and not proactive. So now the computers were stolen. Somebody put malware on there. I obviously saw the people who did it, but I didn't know that's what was going on because mm -hmm. I don't work there. Um, and then that security guard who didn't care, she obviously wasn't aware of what was going on. So she's talking to me like I'm supposed to, like I work there. Like you don't know who works in the building, you know? Oh, wow. So but I guess that's what she looked at so I didn't have a badge on. So. You know, so she told you to stay where you are, and she left, I'm assuming, And to... she left. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I just got up, and I left, too. You know? I guess they found me, because, you know, my husband was still logged in, mm -hmm. so, you know, they knew something was up, you know, so, because they sure they come to my house quick. Mm -hmm. You know, so if the fact that she did identify someone who clearly didn't belong in a secure facility... You know, I don't think she probably should have just left you alone, you know, just to continue what you're doing. But the fact that she also walked up and started talking about what happened goes to show that there's some people who are real skillful at, you know, um, committing these security violations. And they do it with such confidence that you do get confused. You don't know if they actually work here or not. Well, maybe they just left their badge at their desk, mm, you know? That's a good point. And so you think, because they just blend in and they just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's something also like, you know, but she shouldn't have left me because I showed her when I that building in my dream. <laughs> and I want to stress that this was a dream. <laughs> you know, Just a dream. 
So you, you got home and you mentioned to your husband, you know, these what what happened, you know, like, oh, hey, honey, how's your day? Oh, yeah. You know, I just I went to the grocery store, you know, yeah, I went to pick like the kids that. up, uh, then you know, and, helicopter and, here. Like, honey, <laughs> what did you really do? Oh, yeah. I just left out, you know, the security violations and, you know, all of that, you know, so Meanwhile, no big deal. <laughs> while they're coming after me for logging into a computer with somebody else's ID these people then made out with all these like expensive computers and secure computers uh, probably got top secret information on or something and they got the FBI looking for them oh yeah minimum. and they're coming to me for logging into a computer with somebody else's ID which is bad you know despite whatever the reason was that I was using it for I mean I just had to print off like two or three pieces of paper mm-hmm. you know so but, printing a few pieces of paper out in the wrong way turn into such such a mess it sounds like exactly you know so then by the time they do review review the security footage you know because in a I guess facility like that they should have security footage on who comes in and who comes oh, out yeah, or I would whatever. imagine um, I guess they'll see oh these are the people we're looking for and then it's too late they probably clear across town I already got the secure information on the devices mm-hmm. now they got an issue um, you know credit what's that thing credit report helping thing oh yeah 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 out to everybody so it's just over by then and your husband oh he oh yeah he, he probably got fired if the <laughs> dream you know oh minimum <laughs> <laughs> something like my bad honey you know i got us you know i got the paycheck we're good you know but just like you mentioned earlier you know i think uh that is a good point as far as organizations being more reactive than proactive you know mm-hmm. i think a, a little bit of of, of uh, preventative maintenance can definitely help to mitigate a lot of corrective you know and more expensive maintenance you know in the event of an adverse uh you know situation like that yeah i think some facilities and organizations they don't want to cough up the money up front mm-hmm. they say well that will never happen to us until it does until it does and then they spend way more money than what they need to you know to um i guess for the violations itself mm-hmm. but then also they go overboard in protecting you know something to make to assure the people that hey this won't happen again you know what i mean so it just costs too much money to be reactive sometimes oh yeah what needs to happen is when people commit security violations no matter how minor it is they need to set a standard and say hey these are the negative repercussions that will happen because you committed the security violation mm-hmm. not a, oh well here's just a you know just don't do it again but you're you know you're fine you're fine because then they're going to think oh well, this is no big deal i'll share my username and password or i hold this door open for somebody so they can mm-hmm. come in you know and not let them scan their badge because i'm just trying to be nice no, you need to slam that door in that person's face and say you need to buzz yourself in. Oh yeah, you know, you know and and you know, so I've traveled to uh, and worked in a lot of different uh, data centers, you know, with with networking areas of different companies, and within one data center, you can have you know at least twenty different access points, you know, and level of, of uh, security and privileges, you know, so. Uh, it's it's very enforced, you know, to not let someone piggyback off of your badge, you know. So in your dream, you know, you mentioned that this guy probably saw, you know, a pretty face and then just kind of, you know, assume, you know, like, well, you know, they're in the facility. 
So if they're in a facility, you know, what's access to one more space in the facility? Exactly. You know, so, uh, and you also brought up a point as far as, uh, you know, just, just the, you know, the money, you know, towards a lot of people feel like they don't want to cough that money up initially, you know, to put these security uh, procedures in place, you know, but then they end up paying way more, you know, for correcting an issue. And a lot of companies, I think, you know, they have these systems in place, they have these cameras, they have these procedures and, and standards, you know, to, for people to follow. But the thing is, you know, the, the problem is, you know, the, the human factor there, you know, so these systems might be in place, these advanced systems, but these advanced systems and, you know, security locks and, you know, all of these techniques, you know, they don't really do much if the proper people are there to to manage, maintain, and monitor these systems. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's good having the, the, the stuff on the doors and the security guard in place. So in the event of an audit, you look fine. But if they're not doing their job, then, you know, mm -hmm. that's it. You know, and honestly, you really want to take much other than just you know, some training, you know, some dedicated training, you know, maybe... But how many times have you seen, like, an information security course that people have to go through maybe twice a year and people are sleeping in it? <laughs> or they're doing it online and they're just next, 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 next <laughs> because all they have to do is just get to the end and get the certificate saying, yeah, you passed, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, even the acknowledgement sometimes when you log in, hey, have you read... You know, your company's security policy, you just click that, so you never read it. You know, granted, you're saying that you did, and mm -hmm. if something happens, you can always say, well, you said that you read it, acknowledge it, but to be proactive, like, you know, they can still commit a security violation, and it's crazy. It could really damage a company's reputation. Like, these Organizations need to make sure that these their employees, they know what they are and are not supposed to be doing. So I find that, you know, if you kind of make it kind of more engaging and a little bit more entertaining as far as, you know, teaching them what they can and can't do, mm -hmm. you know, it'll make them, you know, be more engaging and they actually might learn something, you know? Oh, yeah. So, you know, so, so as far as, uh, you know, training, I am, you know, I can... I can actually, uh, you know, give firsthand experience of actually seeing people, you know, using those training opportunities as just more of a nap time. Yeah, like get away from the work yeah. and say, no, I got training to do, so you're going to have to do that. And they just sit there like, do you actually know that you're not supposed to be leaving your computer unlocked while you go to the restroom, you know, or like... Um, anything like hey i'm open to leave the store but so you guys can just come on in and bring the food in because i have some food delivered you're not supposed to do that they're supposed to sign in oh yeah you know so it definitely sounds like training you know is probably a key element you know something to work on in order to you know just maintain uh proper procedures and you know that uh regulations are actually being followed but uh, so what's the best way? Because obviously, you know, some Internet course that you get on just yeah. to get a certificate for, you know, your company, more so just a check in the box, you know, like that company is saying, oh, we offer this training to our employees and they presented this security, you know, this uh, certificate to us. So, you know, we're all in the right, you know, but but it seems like, you know, 
companies need to, or organizations rather, just need to start looking at from a more uh, practical approach. So uh, what are your suggestions as far as training? You know, like how do you think, you know, training should be implemented to actually really stress, you know, the importance you know of that yeah what you can the only thing you can do really is you can offer the training and make it a requirement mm -hmm. if they don't complete the training then they lose their access until they do complete the training so then it's up to that individual to make sure that they implement it so if they don't pay attention to the training that they don't pay attention the one thing about the human factor is you know for one everybody's different everybody's people are to do whatever they want to do whenever they feel like doing it Whatever's convenient to, to them with no regards to other people sometimes. And nobody can control that. They can't control it at all. That is true. That's one of the downsides of the human factor. Um, so the only thing you can do is you have to put the proper controls in place to where if you commit this violation, these are the repercussions and follow through with it. Because if you don't, then people will think, well, it's just, you know, a check on the blocks. Nothing's going to happen if I do this. So I'm mm -hmm. still going to do what I want to do. And they're not going to go through the proper steps. The one thing is, um, whoever, uh, the CIO has the ultimate responsibility to, to make sure that the system is secure. Um, so let's say, for instance, um, something does happen and then CIO and whoever the chief information officer is, they don't do anything about it. How weak is that plan? So no matter what's on paper, if nothing's going to happen, and, you know, I hate to say this, but they don't, you know have the you know the strength to come out and say something to whoever the director is you know whoever is you know the the senior official in the building you know then that security plan or whatever is on paper is irrelevant because people are going to do what they want to do so mm -hmm. that's the main issue is um the implementation part you know you are uh you definitely have a, a security background in what you do now and also when you're in the military so uh at any point uh, do you, were there ever the case of like, uh, you know, actual, you know, demonstrations, like maybe like the, the security team or the, the, the informational uh, team, you know, they, they ran through, you know, scenarios, you know, yeah, some sort so, of like. So there's supposed to be like audits mm -hmm. or, you know, like just run throughs, like you can run through your uh, incidents response plan. So if something does happen, these are all the people that are supposed to get together and they're supposed to, you know, to do it from beginning to end on what happened. Of course, this is a dry line. So a scenario may be someone stole a computer. So now what happens? So we call on our incident response plan. Um, it's same for disaster recovery plan um, and, and so on and so forth. So you're supposed to do that, like, it depends on the facility. Mm -hmm. But you should do it at least, you know, uh, once a quarter, you know, or sometimes people do it uh, semi-annually. But you're supposed to have a, a, a run-through. So that way, when something does happen, everybody knows what their role is. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, that's preparing to be reactive for a situation. Kind of like muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. oh, I know I'm supposed to do this right now, so let me uh, make sure that I do this. And it's more natural, and nobody's, like, really freaking out. I think a lot of times when an incident does happen... The people who aren't involved in the situation, they're freaking out. Mm -hmm. Or if somebody did something that was wrong, let's say I had a, um, a laptop with um, sensitive information on it, social security numbers, names, addresses, birthdays, 
and it was not secured because I asked the CIO if I could not have this um, secured on it because it takes too long for it to log in mm -hmm. and everything. And you're at a gas station, you leave it in your back seat, and somebody broke into your car and took out your back seat. That's a major. Somebody yeah, might is. be scared to report it because, oh no, I messed up. Um, so let me try to hide it as much as possible. You know, it's then it just gets even worse from there. So something that could have been handled right away, you know, um, it just turned into this long drawn out thing. I'm like, okay, when did it happen? Oh, it happened three months ago? Really? You're just now reporting it? Mm -hmm. At that moment, that's when people get fired, you know? You know, so like with that said, I think that really highlights, you know, other elements that are just as significant and important, you know, other than uh, having a good firewall in place, you know, or having uh, good, uh, you know, cyber locks on, on doors or just procedures, you know, IT related procedures or, or uh, backup plans in the event of, you know, uh, uh, like contingency plans, yeah. you know, d disaster relief. As important as those things are, you know, mentioning the human factor, uh, you know, your, your, your last point really highlights uh, the human factor elements, you know, such as, you know, having integrity, you yes. know, having the integrity to actually, you know, come forward when something, you know, occurs and, and do the right thing and, and bring that up and procrastination as well. Yeah. You know, like, uh, especially procrastination, you know, you know, getting, uh, because it seems like every single year, there's always some type of update, some type of, you know, training, some new knowledge to, to disseminate for people, you know, to, to actually see what's the latest and greatest, you know, what's the latest and greatest threats out there, or, you know, what's the, what are the latest and greatest, you know, uh, you know, responses to those threats. So even just procrastinating on actually, you know, staying up to date on things, you know, I can definitely see how that would really hurt that person and the organization that they're part of. Yeah, it's crazy to say staying up to date, um, which is might be another episode for us to, to talk about. Um, so you remember when they changed the the certifications to where you know it's not indefinite. Like once you get it, you're good to go forever. Oh yeah. So how do you feel about them making sure that you um, you stay current with continual education credits and or retaking an examination? You know, um, to in order to maintain it like every three or four or five years. You know. So what do you think about that? A little sidebar conversation, real quick. You know, actually. I personally think three to four, you know, anything beyond two years is, is really, you know, quite a bit. Only because, like, with how the rate of, of technology and advances in modern times, it definitely seems like, you know, if you blink your eyes, then you can potentially miss, you know, the latest and greatest security threats, security risks, you know. So I think that, you know... Let's just say I get I get uh, you know certified you know in this year you know 2018 I'm certified in all these different things that essentially say on paper that I am aware and I have the knowledge and and the know-how of how to do something and to respond and react to something you know so I don't have to essentially get requalified in let's just say for three years. Can you imagine what can happen in three years? You a know? lot, yeah. But also, even if you do continuing education credits, you're just maintaining that certification. It doesn't necessarily say that you're up to date with what's going on. 
you just met the the continual education credits in order to maintain that certification. That's true. So it's it's a hit or miss. Like I I see what they're doing. You know, because I see a lot of individuals with um, the let's say CISSP, mm-hmm. right? And they had it since it first came out. But since their grandfather, you know, they might just, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But you don't really know what's going on. That's true. You know, so, you know, you have these individuals that are just now getting it and they have to maintain their, you know, everything to to keep it, like their continuing education and or retake the examination. So I think that's, is I see the good intentions behind it. You know, as far as like maintaining to say, hey, you got to stay up to date. It's just not a... I got it and I'm good. So I know with some CompTIA certifications, you know, if you got it before this certain date, you're grandfather. So it's, mm-hmm. it's yours forever. Um, you know, but but with that said, uh, where would the burden fall? Would the burden fall on that individual? On you know, honestly, if it was me, I like staying, you know, up to date with what's going on. You know, so. Uh, I would take the initiative to actually, you know, go out and, and again, just make sure I'm in the know. But uh, as far as the burden, do you think that will be on the organization, you know, to make sure that their their members are up to date and, and keen on this? You know, do you think do you think it is possibly, uh, you know, a financial uh, reason why? Do you want to know what I think, honestly? (laughs) Yeah, your honest opinion here. So I think that if someone applies for a job and it says you need to have your, you need to be a certified ethical hacker, you're required to have this certification for this job. Mm -hmm. Right? Point blank. If you lose your certification, then you shouldn't have a job anymore because there's more requirements. There are like thousands of people up there with the cert that want that job. So let's say you're up for renewal um, and you complete your continual education credits, but you took like all your little courses that don't mean anything, but still qualifies you to get the continual education credits. And you're not up to date on what's going on. If you don't know how to do the job that they put in front of you, you're going to get fired. How often do you think that that person needs to maintain that cert though? I think that um, three years is pretty the way they have it now let's say for the certified ethical hacker or the, uh, the comp to certifications it's like every three years mm-hmm. i think if you get um uh, i think there's another one it's like every four years uh but i think that's okay um, i think any requires someone to do anything longer than that would a lot of information will lapse at least this forces them to at least try to maintain some kind of knowledge of something because it's not just a oh, I just took a language arts class or I got a certification for it. Let me put that in there. No, it has to be related to um, whatever certification that you do have. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, granted, let's say like if you have a Network Plus certification and then you have the CompTIA Advanced uh, Security Practitioner certification, if you maintain the, the mastery level one, it helps for the other ones. But still, you still have to be proficient in Network Plus, even mm-hmm. though... That you made, like you got your continuing education credits from the CompT Advanced Certified Practitioner one. So if you have it, you need to stay up to date. I mean, it's just real world. Otherwise, you're going to be pushed into a situation that, you know, that you're not going to know what's going on. Oh, you're right. And you don't want to be the dead weight. So, you know, like let's say like, like going back to the dream, like you have 
the people that work there that, you know, were just failing, you know, security guard and people were still on the computers and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but then also, you know, let's look at all the other stuff that, you know, the like the senior information security officer when she came in, like all the stuff that went wrong with that. Oh, yeah. So it's, there, that dream sounds like. You know, anything that could have gone wrong definitely did from top down to the bottom. Yeah, we can go on forever with this, but, you know, that's our time for today. So, you know, I know our listeners enjoy, you know, conversations with you, Chance. So, you know, until next time, huh? Until next time.